मच्चितामचिताणा बोधयंत परस्परम कतियंत मम नित्यम दुष्यंती चरमती The devotees of the Lord Krishna explains derive great satisfaction and bliss discussing topics of me worshiping me finding pleasure in me alone Human form of life is most rare and the most precious and valuable of all benedictions in this human form of life is to have the association of persons who are dedicating their lives in the loving service of the supreme personality of god to not take full opportunity when it comes in the association of devotees is likened to neglecting mishandling the most precious jewel if you are given a jewel which is most valuable you will be constantly conscious of caring for it knowing that if you neglect it it will be stolen away when people have large sums of money they put it in the most secure place they can possibly find knowing that in this world it is very likely that due to neglect it will be lost or stolen But what is the worth of money? People work very hard for money. And then when they gain it, they take so many measures to protect the security of that money. Huh? Can money bring you happiness? the answer is no can money bring you peace of mind the answer is no the wealthy people of this world do they have peace of mind can money stop death from knocking upon your door the answer is no so what is the worth of money 
He can bring a little food. He can bring some social security. But it cannot give happiness. It cannot be peace. It cannot give you relief from old age, disease, and death. And how much we are working day and night simply for money. And how much protective we are of our money. How much we scrutinize every aspect of our life to best utilize our money, which has such nominal, minimal, and temporary value. Huh? How many people do not agree with me? Raise your hand. How many people agree? The more money you have, the more you agree. Right? <laughs> The less more money you have, the more you want to first try it and then give me your opinion. That is the great illusion. But what is the value of a moment's association with devotees? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has said, Sadhu Sangha Sadhu Sangha Sarava Sastra Koi Lava Matra Sadhu Sangha Sarava Siddhi Hoi. That the association of sadhus is so valuable that even one moment of such association can open the doors to eternal liberation. Prahlad Maharaj in the seventh canto of the Bhagavad Purana describes that if you want relief from the repetition of birth and death, ah, if you want the eternal peace and the happiness of being eternally situated at the feet of God, there is only one way. You must take the dust from the feet of the devotees of the Lord you must roll in that dust and smear it on every pore of your body and then raise your arms and chant Hari Hari Bol! If you're not willing to do that, you are not qualified for the peace of the spiritual world. What does it mean to roll in the dust of the feet of the devotees? It means to become their servants. Feet represents service. Just like Lakshmi Devi. She is always at the feet of Vishnu. But what is she doing at the feet of Vishnu? She is massaging them as his humble, obedient servant. Huh? That is called Padasevanam. The lotus feet of Krishna are the supreme reservoir of all pleasure. So much so that Krishna himself aspires to taste the dust from his feet. When Markandeya Muni was floating in the waves of the ocean of devastation, for many, many millenniums, 
through storms and winds, cold and heat. Alas, he found great relief when he saw a beautiful island coming from that ocean. And on that island, there was a beautiful banyan tree leaf floating close by in the waters. And floating on the boat of that banyan tree leaf was the child Mukunda, who had his toes within his mouth. Why God takes the form of a baby to suck upon his toes. Because babies naturally suck upon their toes. It is not inappropriate. And Lord Sri Krishna was aspiring to understand what is it about my feet that even the greatest personalities in all of creation, they surrender their lives just for one drop of the taste of my feet. I want to taste it myself. But then Krishna explains, Sadhunam hridayam mayam sadhunam hridayam that the feet of my devotees are even more worshipable than my feet. That is the conclusion. Those great souls who have surrendered their lives at the lotus feet of the Lord, their lotus feet are considered to be boats which carry us across the ocean of birth and death. So to associate with such persons is the most valuable and precious thing within this entire human life. Within all existence. We work, how many hours a day do we work for money? Eight, nine hours? Huh? How many hours a day are we spending our money? Huh? How many hours a day are we protecting our wealth and our resources, which are all depending on our money? Huh? And we already described what is the value of money? It cannot give you happiness, it cannot give you peace, it cannot save you from the repetition of birth, old age, disease, and death. But the association of saintly persons, that alone can bring you eternal peace, everlasting happiness, and can carry you across the ocean of old, old birth, old age, disease, and death. Huh? And how much are we attentive to care and protect for this valuable jewel that we've been given? Most people simply don't have time because they're too busy with their money that matters. Right? They're too busy seeking after broken pieces of glass to take care of the rare diamond. Huh? 
According to Srimad Bhagavatam, this is called misfortune. You are given the ultimate fortune of life. But how much are we really, really taking care of it? How much are we really meditative and conscious of the value of the association of sadhus? And who is a sadhu? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was asked, how do I know who a devotee of Krishna is? He said, anyone who sincerely chants my name. He is a devotee. How much are we indebted to Krishna for one another? Maharaj Parutra. He was the king of all of Orissa. He had a palace and a queen and so many nice children. And he had armies. He was the most powerful king of his time. During this time in India, the great conquerors of the Mughal rule, they were defeating practically every city, town and village throughout the land of Bharatvarsha, India. But there were a few places where the kings were so powerful they could not conquer. Even the Muslim invaders, Aurangzeb, Babri, they were afraid of the king of Jaipur. And the Nawab Hussain Shah, he conquered all of Bengal and brought it under his rule. And then he took all of his armies and personally led them into Orissa. But when he met the powerful soldiers of Maharaj Prataparudra, he was defeated and had to run back to Bengal, conquered. He was one of the greatest kings of all times. But he understood that his life only had meaning so long as he could attain the mercy of the Lord. Otherwise, all his money, all of his kingdom, everything was a useless waste. All of his family attachments were simply a disturbance if they were not engaged in God's service. Huh? So we went to his guru and he said, I have heard from you that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna himself. Please grant me an audience with him. In the kingdom of Orissa, every citizen wanted an audience with the king. Huh? Doesn't everyone want to meet a great man? Even if you don't believe in what he says, you still want to meet him just because he's famous. Right? Just like in America. George Bush is president. Most people in America do not like him, 
do not think he's doing a good job. But how much they would all be very honored to meet him. Oh, I had breakfast with George Bush. Huh, really? You had breakfast with George Bush? Unbelievable, fantastic, wonderful. Yes, yes. So I have had breakfast with George Bush. I don't believe in what he's doing. I don't like him as a person, but I had breakfast with him because he's famous. Therefore, I am very happy. Huh? Everyone likes to meet famous people. I remember some very, very great sadhus from India. They went to Europe. This one very big man. And he got his pictures taken shaking the hands of Adolf Hitler. And in his ashram today, there's big blown up pictures of his shaking the hands of Adolf Hitler. And everyone thinks, oh, you met Hitler. Yes, yes, I have met Hitler. And he thought my philosophy was very good. How many people like Hitler? Nobody likes Hitler. But because he was so famous, if you met him, everyone will think, oh, you know, he met Mr. Hitler? Really, you did? What did he say? What did he do? Isn't that true? The potency of fame is so attractive that everyone wants to be with or meet or have something to say that I was with a famous person. Huh? Maharaj Prataparuja was the most famous man in all the land. He was the king and everyone wanted his audience. But he was thinking, if only I can have the audience of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then my life will be of some meaning. Otherwise, what is the use of all this? Na dhanam na janam na sundarim kavitam vajagatisha kamaye mama janamani janamanishwari bhavatad bhakti rahoitiki. I do not want money. I do not want beautiful women. I do not want fame and recognition amongst men. I do not even want liberation. Birth after birth, I simply want your service, my Lord. So Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would not meet this king. He would not meet him because by nature, a king is so much involved in worldly activities that he felt it was below his integrity to meet such a person. Lord Chaitanya said, for a, for a person who is desiring to cross over the, birth, the ocean of birth and death, to intimately associate with people involved in sense gratification is more deadly than drinking poison willingly. He meant this literally. If someone were to offer you poison, you would, oh no, no, that's poison. But when you intimately associate with sinful people, it is more deadly than drinking poison because poison can only temporarily finish one little bodily incarnation. But the association of sinful people can destroy, cause death to all your spiritual propensities. So Mahaprabhu would not meet him. And the king was thinking, ah, he will not meet me because I am king. Then what is the use of this damn kingdom? I will give up my kingdom, I will give up my family, I will give up my palace, I will wear ah, the bark from trees. 
I will mat my hair. I will live in the jungles like a madman. Today I will do all this. And for the rest of my life, if that is what is required to get the mercy of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He wasn't only saying this poetically, he was about to do it. And then the devotees, they realize, my God, he's such a good king and such a good devotee. Just be patient. The Lord will be kind upon you. Just be patient, please, please, please. And he was given the blessings of all the great souls. Because they saw his dhritavrata, his firm determination. And then the glorious ceremony of Ratha Yatra took place in Sri Purushottam Puridham. And Jagannath was sitting upon his cart. Jagannath means the Lord, the King of all of the universe. We are little kings, but he is the supreme king. The husband is the king of his little family, and he's thinking, ah, my home, my kingdom. Right? But secretly, his wife is thinking, I am the, I am the queen, and everyone knows the king is ruled by the queen. Every, all women know this. It's a secret that men have never caught on to. Usually you have to take sannyas to be able to see it in truth. So everyone is thinking they are the king, they are the queen, they are the rulers. I have the king of my company. I have the king of the country. But Jagannath is the king of the universe. And Maharaj Prataparuja understood that with all my hundreds and thousands, millions of soldiers, and all my millions and millions of subjects, I am nothing but the menial servant of Lord Jagannath. And he took a broom and accepted the position of the street sweeper and began to sweep the street before Jagannathji. And that activity, not only was he sweeping the free street before Lord Jagannath, but he was sweeping the road so that all the devotees of Jagannath could dance without the obstruction of all the stones and pebbles. So in this way, he was voluntarily, willingly taking the position of the servant of the feet of every devotee and the Lord himself. He was meditating on the feet of every devotee of Jagannath. Let their feet not be inconvenienced by the stones and pebbles and dirt on the road. Let them dance nicely. And let Jagannath see with his lotus eyes a very clean and beautiful street. When Lord Gorasundar saw this humble approach to the service of the feet of the Lord and his devotees, his heart melted. And shortly after that, the Lord not only gave him his audience, but he embraced him again and again and again and again and again. 
and bestowed upon him his ultimate mercy, prema bhakti, divine love. Eternal liberation, eternal peace, eternal happiness. And he did not even have to give up his kingdom and be a mendicant. He continued his service to the Lord. Why was he given that benediction? Why was he given the highest goal of life, pure devotional service, and still he was allowed to keep his family, to keep his palace, and to keep his kingdom? Because he proved to the Lord that in his heart there was nothing so valuable, nothing so precious, nothing so meaningful in life than the association and the blessings of the Lord and his devotees. He showed by his own life, example, that he was willing to give up everything for that, knowing that in before that, nothing has any value. As the amount of light of a firefly is compared to the light of the sun, that is the difference between everything we can possibly acquire in this world and the value of the association of even one moment with a great soul or with great souls. Therefore, Krishna says, my devotees, their greatest happiness is to come together to chant my glories. And Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is God himself, taking the form of a devotee to show us what it means to be a devotee, where did he find his pleasure? Harinama, 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 Eva Kevalam, Kalo, Nasteva, 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 Gatiranjata. He found his joy, his bliss in bringing the devotees together, raising their arms and chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. People think, what are these people doing in the middle of the night, dancing around and chanting? Sometimes we think, what will my neighbors think? Ah. I will chant and dance in somebody else's neighborhood, but not my neighborhood. <laughs> because what will they think of me? They will think I have gone crazy. They, they, even worse than that, they will think I have become a Hare Krishna. <laughs> they will think I am too much religious. After all, everyone knows religion means you do a little puja on Sundays, you give some donation, you do a little charity work, and besides that, you are a normal human being. Huh? What do you think, Tatva? <laughs> Not like that? Tatva is a normal human being. 
because the real normal position of a human life is to remember Krishna 24 hours a day. That is normal for the soul. To come together to chant the holy names, to share each other's hearts in the glorification of God. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taught us that this is the most valuable, the most precious, and the most worthy endeavor in life. to engage in the service of the great souls, to hear from them. To chant and dance with them. There is nothing so precious as this, and there never will be and there never was. So let us calculate, how many hours a day are we thinking of earning and protecting money, and how many hours a day are we thinking of the value of the association of Vaishnavas huh? and protecting that and nourishing that to the degree we take this principle seriously to that degree we become spiritually advanced to the degree we neglect this to that degree we remain as we are huh? Of course, if we like it the way we are, then all power to you, my friend. Until you grow old, get diseased and die. Then you regret, what have I done with my life? Do you know what the last thing Lord Jesus Christ did before he left this world? The last example he gave to his devotees and to the world. They were all sitting for dinner. It's called the Last Supper. And Lord Jesus, he rolled up his robes, he put a towel around himself, he got a bowl of scented water and he went to each of his devotees to wash their feet and the first devotee Peter he said my Lord Jesus I cannot allow you to do this you are my master you are the representative of God how can I allow you to touch my dirty feet what to speak of wash them And Lord Jesus Christ said, no, no, if I'm your master, you must obey. I must show you, by my example, that I am the servant of the feet of all of my devotees. And if you want to be my servant, you have to follow my path and be the servant of the lotus feet of all of my devotees. And then he washed each and every one of their feet. Do you know how painful it was to have their master, their guru, the lord of their life, washing their feet? But as, he, as the water was cascading 
along their feet, they were thinking, my God, this is to the extent that my guru wants me to be the servant of his devotees. And then after he finished his fit washing ceremony, he said, I have one last commandment to give all of you. To love one another as I love you. You must see how much I love each and every one of you. And if you want to be my servant, you must love one another the same way I am loving you. That is what we mean when we associate with devotees. To develop that atmosphere amongst each other. The atmosphere of love and trust. The atmosphere of seeking out the nectar from each devotee. And every devotee has nectar because Krishna is in everyone's heart. Every devotee has something utterly unique to contribute to the association of devotees. Huh? Whoever we are. We must see that unique quality in every devotee. Even if the person is, is sometimes very obnoxious and intolerable and we just don't like him. In regard to our false egos, sometimes this happens. But we must seek out, we must search for that unique quality in that devotee that he has to contribute to everyone else. And everyone has that quality if we look for it. Huh? And we should love that quality and we should become his servant or her servant. This is how we take advantage. This is how we ah, fully grasp the opportunity at hand. When Krishna played upon his flute, the gopis, they left their parents, they left everything to join Krishna. Huh? Well, I will tell you, my friends, whenever the kirtan of the holy name is going on in the association of saintly persons, the, food of, the flute of Krishna is playing. Huh? How many of us are in the mood of the gopis? That we're willing to risk everything, lose everything, to run to car station, to join the kirtan. Huh? That is the qualification. To understand the value. On Sunday, Krishna is playing his flute. Not only is he playing his flute all day long at Radha Gopinath Mandir, but his flute is resounding in the sound of his name as all the devotees are chanting and dancing. As his glories are being discussed in Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita discourses. Are we in the mood of the gopis? Nothing has any value except that, in comparison to that. Huh? The gopis renounced everything and attained the highest position of Krishna's true blessing. And did they lose their families? 
They didn't lose anything. Rupa Goswami says, do not think if you surrender to Krishna that you will be the loser. You will not lose anything except bondage, anxiety, frustration, and suffering. That's all you'll lose. And what will you gain? The ultimate goal of Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Is there any questions? Ah, yes. You see, what happened is, Before Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu directly embraced Prataparudra Maharaj, he first wanted to give the world another example. Prataparudra Maharaj, he was feeling so bereft. This was immediately when he made his vow to give up everything. The devotees were thinking, we have to do something to keep him from retiring from the kingdom. We need him as king. So they convinced him, send your son to see the Lord. So when his sons came before Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya saw that his son had beautiful lotus eyes and a very dark complexion. And his son reminded the Lord of Krishna. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, thinking that this boy is reminding me of Krishna and there is no one so dear to me, no one so beloved to me as one who reminds me of Krishna. And he embraced the boy again and again and again. And the news came to Maharaj Prataparudra of the special mercy that came upon his son. And when the son returned home, Maharaj Prataparudra, with tears in his eyes, embraced the son. And because the son had just been embraced by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he felt the very embrace of the Lord upon his body when he embraced his son. So what is the lesson to be learned from this story? The lesson is that it was by the arrangement of the devotees that his son got this blessing. It is only by the arrangement of the great souls that we can gain the embrace of Krishna. Otherwise, it is impossible. And also, the king He experienced in full the divine mercy of the Lord by coming in contact with someone who had been embraced by God. Ah. So similarly, if we come in contact of one who is near and dear to Krishna, through that person, we can actually feel the embrace of Krishna. Direct.
there any other questions just contradicted yourself. First you said it was impossible, then you said it was very difficult. <laughs> it may be very difficult. Mukam karoti vachalam bhangum langayate girim yatkripata maham bande sri gurum dinataranam. By the mercy of Guru, even if you are a layman, you can cross over the mountains. Even if you are a blind man, you can see the stars in the sky. Even if you are a dumb man, you can speak beautiful poetry. For one who gains the mercy of Guru, nothing is impossible. For one who is touched by the mercy of Guru, we can see Krishna in everyone's heart at least theoretically. We have to act according to our intelligence and not according to our emotions. Our emotions may think, this man is despicable, even though he's in the garb of a devotee. There's nothing about him that I can tolerate. I simply want to avoid him at all costs. After all, I'm a great Vaishnava, and he is below my integrity to associate with. Huh? Do you know how St. Francis of Assisi attained liberation, enlightenment? You have heard of St. Francis? He's a very great saint in the Christian tradition. It is described that there were many stages in his life what brought him to the point of surrendering to God. But in his own narrations, one of the three most important stepping stones to his enlightenment and his salvation in the service of God was a very, very interesting experience. He was a son of a very, very wealthy cloth merchant. Sound familiar? <laughs> he was the biggest cloth merchant in all of Assisi. 
and his father wanted to turn everything over to him. Sound familiar? <laughs> now in that village, on the outskirts, was a leprosy colony. Because in those days, leprosy was a very bad disease in Europe. And they would not allow people with leprosy to associate with ordinary people in the society because they considered it very contagious. So they would make them live in caves or they would send them to deserted islands or would they, they, would, they would just make a very, very um, minimal existent type of a building and just put them all in there like cattle. They were the most misused, misunderstood, and the most untolerated people in all of society. And from the time of St. Francis's birth, he had absolute fear of leprosy. And anyone with leprosy made him so disgusted, he couldn't even look at that person. Just the sores and the pus and the deformation and the misery and the suffering and the dirtiness and the contagiousness. It was a part in his heart that so much was just intolerable that he could not even look at the face of a leper. If a leper came and begged something from him, he would just immediately practically run away. Oof, oof, horrible. Away from me, you filthy thing. Huh? One day he was riding on a beautiful white horse. He became a knight. He was decorated in very shining, beautiful armor. He was in a very prestigious and uh, recognized position within the society. And a leper came up to him and put out his disease-eaten hands and begged for a donation. But then St. Francis something came over him. He took the leper's hands in his hands He put them to his mouth and kissed them with great affection. And then he took all the money that his father had given him and gave it to that leper. And at that point, he actually felt love for that leper. And that act pleased the Lord so much that he became enlightened. That austerity was so dear to the Lord that that was his qualification to be a saint. Huh? So the more intolerable a, pe a person appears to you, especially a devotee, the more the Lord is giving you the opportunity to become enlightened by tolerating him.
by being his servant. Anyone can serve someone you like, but how many can be the servant of one you don't like? Out of love for God, out of love for your guru. That is the test of your sincerity. That is called tapasya or austerity. It is not impossible. It is very difficult, but the more difficult it is, the more credit you get if you do it. Huh? This is the test of our sincerity. Can you do it? With the grace of Guru and Krishna, we can do it. Raise your hand if you think you can do it with the grace of Guru and Krishna. On your own you cannot. Sanatana Goswami had oozing sores all over his body and Lord Chaitanya would embrace him every day and get pus and blood and everything. Sanatana said, why are you doing this? It's horrible smelling. Nobody wants to get near me. Lord Chaitanya said, I see that all this pus and blood is nectar oozing from your lotus-like body. Huh? Is there any other questions? Thank you very much. Thank you.